brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. WTAW News Time is five minutes after eight. It's 71 degrees. This look at news is brought to you by Pioneer Steel and Pipe, your one-stop steel supply store on Highway 21 East in Bryan. Go to pioneerboys.com. Good morning, I'm Chelsea Reber. After more than 4% of Brazos County's registered voters participated in last week's early voting, today is election day for the primary runoff. Voting locations and sample ballots are online at brazosvotes.org. Hear results and interviews this evening on WTAW. The chairwoman of the Brazos County Democratic Party says there is not a candidate for Brian Mayer by the name of Jane Reed. Amy Algie believes this is a ploy to lure in progressive Democrats to make them look like idiots. For example, there was a Twitter post that said something about the lady or whatever was shooting up crack and kicking a her GOP nephew out of the house. I mean, it's just really bizarre. Algie says whoever is behind the scam is liking and following local Democratic pages on Facebook in an attempt to get local residents to spread the misinformation. If Brazos County voters approve increasing vehicle registration fees by $10 in this November's election, the organization collecting the money wants to help pay for three highway projects. The chairman of the local mobility authority, Barry Moore, told those attending this month's intergovernmental committee meeting that the near-term project addresses congestion at Arrington Road and William D. Fitch in South College Station. From about 7 o'clock in the morning to about 6 o'clock at night, you're, you're more than likely going to get stuck at that intersection. There are actually a number of things that we think that can be done there in consultation with the city, with TxDOT, that don't involve a great separation at this point. The midterm project is improving access along Highway 21, getting in and out of the Rellis campus. The long-range project is what Moore described as an inner east loop from Highway 30 and Fitch and College Station to the North Bryan intersection of Highway 6 and FM 2818. A Bryan woman driving a pickup is in jail on charges of intoxication assault and intentionally rear-ending a motorcycle. 21-year-old Kila Lopez Salazar is also being held for immigration authorities. The Bryan police arrest report states that a passenger on the motorcycle is hospitalized with a crushed diaphragm and lacerations on both legs. The driver sustained undisclosed injuries. United Way of the Brazos Valley comes within $140,000 of its $1.7 million campaign goal. That's not a bad thing. We had really stretched ourselves this year. We really pushed ourselves. UWBV President Allison Prince said bright spots included exceeding the goal of raising money from community giving events. Whether it's attending an event like Fight Tonight or making a donation around Christmas time or through the telethon, in that area really saw some big growth. Prince anticipates full grants will be given to the organization's partner agencies, and she announced the chairman of next year's campaign is Max Crawford of KBTX Media. 
Brian Broadcasting receives another honor from the Texas Association of Broadcasters. Chelsea Reber is a recipient of the Jason Hightower Award, which recognizes younger broadcasters. Hightower worked part-time at WTAW before graduating from Texas A&M in 1999. He owned a station in East Texas before he died of brain cancer at the age of 37. And radio commercials produced by Brian Broadcasting for the Urban Optics Days of Our Eyes campaign are finalists in the National Radio Mercury Awards competition. Bill Oliver, 1620-945-WTAW. WTAW News Time is 9 minutes after 8. It is 71 degrees. This look at news is brought to you by Pioneer Steel and Pipe. One more look at your local news at about 8.30, or you can always go online to WTAW.com. I'm Chelsea Reber for 1620-945-WTAW. Good morning. It's 811 The Infomaniacs. Thanks for being with us this morning. We're in the WC Tractor Studio, your local award-winning Kubota New Holland dealer. In Bryan and Navasota, and the weather is brought to you by Malik Heating and Air. Together with Carrier, keep your cool when the temperatures rise. Front of the line service, $0 diagnostic, and never an overtime charge for Total Protection Plan members. Malik, feel the difference. We'll have showers and thunderstorms in our forecast for a while longer into at least early Wednesday. Then it looks like drier weather for the second part of the week. So the forecast for today, more clouds and sun, scattered showers and thunderstorms, some heavy temperatures near 80 for this afternoon. Tonight, showers and thunderstorms continue, a low near 70. More showers and or thunderstorms on Wednesday, mostly early in the day, 75 to 80. Fair weather Thursday and Friday. This is Gary Best, 1620-945-WTAW. Again, most of that stuff is still offshore. Some of it's coming a little bit into like where East Bernard and uh, Bay City and that kind of thing. And it's light, but the, the heavy rain's still out in the Gulf, and I guess that's what's going to come uh, charging up to visit us. They tell us before all this event is over that we ha- may have uh, you know one to two inches of mm-hmm. rain. We could still use it. That's, uh, that's oh, yeah. for sure. How's that backyard project coming? Yeah, so we made some headway last night because oh, we were promised that the rain was coming. So we're like, okay, I think it might be dry enough. We need to start putting down some more stone. And uh, as we're doing it in the in late last night, uh, we saw the lightning overhead. I'm thinking, this this might not be good. We might need to hurry things up a little bit. Uh, but we did. We able we were able to lay all the stone down that we needed, so that was good. Now, there's still a few finishing touches that we have to put on it, but as far as setting the stone down and making sure that the uh, the composite granite is, is covered, uh, we're good there. So we, we were able to make it out by the skin of our teeth and finally go to bed at like 10.30 last night. So, so. do you have to put sand in there, too? Yeah, yeah. We've got to put sand in between all the, the crevices and everything else, and that'll kind of harden it up, and it'll be uh, almost not like a like a cement or anything, but no, it'll, no, no, it'll but certainly uh, harden it up and make it more sturdy. Because you don't want to get rain in between the rocks down in the composite, right? Well, no, you don't, but the composite's packed. Um, and, and it does a pretty good job of packing and everything else. And there's not there's not a, lar- a lot of large cracks or anything like that between the stone. So did y'all jump up and down? Uh, on it no, to, we were to too tired. Oh, talking okay. about to tamp it down. Yeah, <laughs> to tamp right. it down. Yeah, exactly. uh, no, we walked over it quite a bit. You could invite um, the neighbors over. Yeah, we could. Yeah. Uh, we could. And the neighbor that lives right across the street does landscaping for a living, so oh, I'm sure right. that he would have plenty okay. of ideas. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, no, we, we, got it, we got it done while the kids slept last night, and so... We thankfully we've got some floodlights in our backyard that we were able to to have shining on it. So there you are. Okay, yeah. done. We're tired. Let the rains come on. And it was one of those deals too that of course it was already pretty muddy out there. And the shoes that I had worn the day before to uh, test the muddiness 
were doused with mud or covered in to mud. To test the muddiness. To test the muddiness yeah. just kind of took you a lot. You found that there was muddiness a, there. A, a leisurely stroll as if the dogs going out uh, a little bit before getting mud all over their paws wasn't, wasn't you know, they showing don't mind. enough. They no, like they don't it, care. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then it was it was almost kind of like walking in snowshoes at one point because you're sitting there and you got mud on your shoes and it just keeps adding up. And then before you know it, you got big clown shoes on. There you are. Strange new TikTok trend sees people stretching out a wire coat hanger and placing it uh, on their head like it's a crown. Have you seen this? Okay. I have not, actually. Okay. I mean, called, who hasn't done that, though? Call the hanger reflex. Okay. Okay. The wearers claim that once the hanger is in place on your head, that their head will move involuntarily, either to the left or the right. Okay. Oh, I've never heard that. Strangely enough, a 2015 study from researchers in Japan seemed to back up the claim. The researchers found that the involuntary movement happens as a result of the wire hanger applying pressure on what's called the unilateral frontal temporal region of the brain. Okay. Of course. Research, as you'd expect. Researchers wrote in 85% of the trials, head rotation was observed in the direction that coincided with the side that is being compressed by the hanger. Because, you know, there's a straight edge, obviously. Then there's a, a more open area where the, the little hooky thing is that goes on your, your rail in your, uh -huh. your closet. So on whatever side that's putting the pressure, then that's the direction you turn. That kind of makes sense, though. I guess. There's no difference, they said, in uh, genders either. I mean, male, female, yeah. it's equal. The incident rate of the hanger reflex was remarkably high and most likely represents a prevalent phenomenon in humans. So you feel the pressure there and you turn in that direction. Now, I'm just waiting for the first person to seriously hurt themselves doing this. How so? I mean, well, you're putting pressure on your brain, right? What if you just leave it on there for too long or something? You going to walk around like that, are you? I don't, I'm not going to, but okay. I'm sure there could be people out there that would. Oh, very... Don't underestimate the stupidity of other people, Scott. As Tom Turbyville said, there's a 10% chance that anything happens. Yeah. This date, 1935, the first Major League Baseball game was played at night. The Cincinnati Reds and the Philadelphia Phillies at Crosley Field. Okay. So there you are. And also on this I'm date, guessing that was the first place to have lights? Yep. Okay. So, yeah, they probably... What about how that looked? How that went, you know? Probably wasn't very well lit. No. And back then, you know, they didn't throw baseballs out just because they got a little something on them. I mean, by, by the end of the game, that probably was a fairly dark baseball that was Me, yeah. uh, uh, that's headed true. your way. 1830, this date, Mary Had a Little Lamb was published. You got Aww. any idea who wrote that? You don't, do you? But you can all we can all say it, yeah, right? I don't think so, yeah. Sarah Hale. Okay. Oh yeah, Sarah. So there you are. All right. Because you didn't know that before. Yeah. Now, so speaking of the the Reds, you just brought up the about the baseball game. Yeah. I was for some reason one of the roommates put on uh, the baseball game last night, and they happened to be playing, and um, a foul ball landed in a guy's beer cup. And huh? then he chugged the beer. It was pretty awesome. All I know right. we've seen that before, but it was pretty funny. Now, I will say this. He did not catch the ball in the cup. The ball landed in his cup that happened to still be in the cup holder on the back oh, of the seat. Oh, oh, okay. So he kind of dodged, and it just happened to land oh, in his... Now, I will say, the beer looked a little dark. Like, it may have been a craft beer. Okay. Um, it also, he didn't have to chug very much, because when it landed, it definitely splashed quite a bit out, but it was still kind of a fun moment. So now, you... Uh, 
Uh, so you were talking about the uh, the beer prices when you were uh, up in Tulsa for the golf tournament. Yes. Did that seem to deter people, or was there a line? Mm, no, there. So they actually didn't start serving until 10 a.m., um, which was pretty funny because there were quite a few of us who were there before 10, sure. ready to ready to ready begin. To go. Exactly. But that wasn't you know that was not big of a deal. Um, there were lines, but it wasn't. They also had quite a few areas where you could get alcohol so i never felt like we waited in line for a really long period of time would would i be remiss in saying that maybe the clientele or the i guess the fans of the pga maybe they're not the ones that would really want the discounted priced beer am i wrong in saying that discounted or just i'm looking for like a normal price of beer okay you know i guess I mean? i'm just like, thinking of golf I mean, fans typically I'm, being a little bit more posh than than maybe other that doesn't places. mean they want to spend and here's the other thing is i mean i went i don't know if i would consider myself as somebody who's Bougie. willing yeah and, or, or somebody who has the money to spend 23 dollars because it didn't include tax so then you get up there and you realize well now my my 19 dollar beer actually cost me you know 21 dollars and change and then the bartender flips around the ipad and expects you to tip them and so now your 19 dollar you know but, look, tall boy is you know 24 bucks yeah but you but so. you spend it that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, people that go, they're willing to spend that kind of money. So now you, they're willing to, yeah, I guess, like they're they're going to drink it. I don't know. I don't know at what price point you say I am not going to to buy that. I will say this: the bartenders were not happy with the prices because I I guarantee you, people did not tip as no well. No tipping. Because, sure. Exactly. Exactly. And so they and because people were were moaning about it the whole day, and they were like, "Look, I, I more than once I heard one of them say, I didn't set the prices.'" You know, and so I, I don't think the bartenders were very happy about how high the prices were. Huh. So I'm guessing the PGA does that. So now yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it is a huge event. It, you know, it is a major, um, I, I think. And, and I will say this on Friday, it was nice because granted our the tickets that we purchased were very expensive. The most I've spent on a golf tournament, but ours included free food and non-alcoholic beverages. Wow. Oh, that's nice. So you could, if you could, you know, eat your weight and cheeseburgers and, and get <sighs> bottled water Heck all day, yeah. that at least made the ticket price a little bit more bearable. And then I also didn't feel like, Oh, and I'm having to buy, you know, alcohol on top of this. So that helped alleviate the you know the pain in the moment <laughs> there you are so rando fact uh you've been to the masters Correct. right okay yes you know the point of sale system uh for concessions at the masters was developed in college station texas oh i think we've talked about we that. have talked yeah, about that's that. awesome yep. and that's i don't know really if they cool. i don't know if that's spread throughout the pga or not but right. uh, yeah just kind of you know fun fact yeah that is there. neat um so here this ought to make you feel good Eating up to six bars of chocolate a week could actually reduce the risk of potential heart conditions. Hey, okay. yeah, by almost a quarter. Might also increase your obesity. It, that could happen, too. <laughs> the research on uh, more than 50,000 people found strong links between regularly eating chocolate and a reduced risk of suffering a heart flutter. The strongest association was found among men eating between two and six portions of chocolate a week. That's uh, and they said a portion would be thirty grams, which is apparently a small bar. Now, did they say if it was dark chocolate or milk did not chocolate? say that? Mm -hmm. Did oh, not say okay. maybe just chocolate. So there, because you hear people talk about uh, you know the great things about dark chocolate all the time. <sighs> just I uh, don't know. No. So 
Go ahead and get some of those. Steal them from your kids, whatever it happens to be. Hey, Dad, <laughs> happy Father's Day. That's it. You could put together a six-pack of candy bars for Dad for Father's Day. <laughs> hey, they day. sell those like candy bar bouquets at the grocery store. You're right. They're okay. pretty cool looking. There well, you that go. That would be fun. There's your gift idea. WTAW News Time is 832. It is 72 degrees. This look at news is brought to you by Signature Care Emergency Center. For medical care and emergency room needs, your care is their signature. Visit ercare24.com. Good morning. I'm Chelsea Reber. 25 College Station firefighters responded to an apartment fire yesterday just before 4 a.m. Smoke was seen coming from an eight-building unit at the Pearl Apartments on Harvey Road. The fire, which originated in a second-story bathroom exhaust fan, was extinguished in 11 minutes. Nine occupants in two units were displaced. No one was injured. Working smoke detectors woke up the person living in the unit where the fire started. She alerted neighbors after she called 911. The cause remains under investigation. CSFD reported another resident fire alarm Sunday night in the area of Spring Loop and University. The first unit that arrived at a duplex on April Bloom found an oven fire caused by a faulty heating element. No one was hurt and no one was displaced. Today is primary runoff election day. Brazos County voting locations and sample ballots are online at brazosvotes.org. Here results in interviews this evening on WTAW. On the eve of the primary runoff election, the chairwoman of the Brazos County Democratic Party warns to be on alert on social media for posts related to this November city council elections. Amy Algie learned that there is no one named Jane Reed running for Brian Mayer. It's trying to make Democrats look, you know, change the, the image around us and make us look like we're, we're also supportive of these kind of behaviors. Algie posted on her Facebook page a screenshot of the fake candidate. Algie believes whoever is behind this has started liking and following local Democratic pages and leaders to try and get them to spread misinformation. Brazos County voters this November will decide whether to increase vehicle registration fees by $10 to fund future highway projects. The organization behind the referendum is the local regional mobility authority. RMA Chairman Barry Moore told those attending this month's intergovernmental committee meeting that the long-range plan is building an east loop from North Bryan at Highway 6 and FM 2018 to Highway 30 and Fitch in College Station. Right now, it is aligned on uh, map on the 2050 plan. There has been no work, no right-of-way, no route planning, no environmental, other than putting it on the paper and saying this is what we think this part of the county is going to look like. The midterm project is improving access along Highway 21, getting in and out of the Rellis campus. A lot of people aren't out at Rellis with any regularity and so don't understand or don't realize how difficult it can be to get in and out, especially when there are activities, whether it's class change or big events that happen out there. And the near-term project is rebuilding the intersection of Fitch and Arrington Road to reduce congestion. A former Bryan High School head softball coach who was fired in February went to jail last weekend on charges of felony theft and misappropriating more than $6,700 from fundraising events during the last eight years. According to Bryan Police Arrest Reports, 42-year-old Enrique Luna is accused of keeping $4,500 that was meant for the team generated from summer camps between 2014 and 2021. Luna is also charged with keeping $2,200 from a calendar fundraiser that was held in January that was spent on reserving hotel rooms for an out-of-state tournament. Luna is out of jail after posting bonds totaling $40,000. 
The annual United Way of the Brazos Valley campaign is ending. President Allison Prince says they are within $140,000 of their overall goal of $1.7 million. At this point, we are anticipating continuing distributions as they've been. Our grant awards will stay the same. UWBV exceeded the goal of raising grant money that pays for programs outside their 26 partner agencies. And the reason that we do that is because what we're trying to get to is that the local donations that are made through workplace campaigns, our goal is to have more and more of that going to our grant, the grants that we provide to nonprofit organizations, and that we secure funding for our own programs from outside funding sources. UWBV also exceeded its goal in raising money from community giving events, which included the Fight to Unite professional wrestling fundraiser that was held in late March. Brian Broadcasting is a finalist in a national contest for one of our radio commercial campaigns. Judges for the Radio Mercury competition have selected two commercials from the Urban Optics Days of Our Eyes campaign among 17 finalists for commercials produced by radio stations. And the Texas Association of Broadcasters announces Chelsea Reber is a recipient of the Jason Hightower Award, which recognizes younger broadcasters. Hightower worked part-time at WTAW before graduating from Texas A&M in 1999. He later owned a radio station in East Texas before he died of brain cancer at the age of 37. Bill Oliver, 1620-945-WTAW. WTAW news time is 837. It's 72 degrees. This look at news is brought to you by Signature Care Emergency Center. I'm Chelsea Reber for 1620-945-WTAW. It's 839. It's the Infomaniacs. It's a Tuesday. Let's have a look at the weather. It's brought to you this morning by Shipwreck Grill, proudly serving the Brasses Valley with some of the best seafood, delicious burgers, great cocktail, and fun. You can have a relaxed atmosphere right there sitting on the hull watching them shuck some oysters or sip some sangria on the patio. That's Shipwreck Grill, a must-stop. They're open seven days a week. Go by and see Wade and Mary and the crew. Here's the Chamber of Commerce weather. For today, partly the mostly cloudy skies, scattered showers, and thunderstorms likely some on the heavy side too. High temperatures near or just a bit over 80. Tonight, more showers and scattered thunderstorms, a low near 70, but the showers tend to diminish during the day on Wednesday, otherwise partly to mostly cloudy, 75 to 80. And then fair weather is expected for the end of the week on Thursday and Friday. This is meteorologist Gary Best, 1620, 94.5. WTAW. There you go. Glenn's here from the chamber. How are you this morning? Oh, I'm fantastic. That's why I wore my jacket today. You did? Uh, Man. That's so nice. That's, well, and that's the thing is rain is something that, for instance, the agriculture members of the uh, chamber certainly would, would be in, in favor of. Absolutely. And, and not to interrupt you, Scott, but speaking of the, the chamber members, on behalf of the board of directors and our almost 1,600 members, uh, I'm really pleased to uh, uh, say congratulations to Chelsea Reber and her Hightower Award. We're very, very proud proud of her. Uh, we also want to uh, acknowledge for sure uh, Zach and Scott. We're proud that you actually work with Chelsea <laughs> and you know her. <laughs> Thanks, we Glenn. are too, Glenn. <laughs> know her on a first name basis. Yes, it's wonderful. Yeah, it is. And, and really not in honor of that, but, mm -hmm. uh, but I, I, I listened to you guys a few weeks ago and, and you know, it's been a while since I brought you gifts because I always say how much we appreciate WTAW and we, the Infomaniacs and, and I, I used to bring you gifts and I, I listened to the show and I realized that you deserve so much more than, than, than just me coming here talking every day. And I think that probably each of you deserves a brand new car. Oh, okay. oh. 
I actually, uh, oh. I got each of you a brand new car. And first of all, uh, for Zach, here is a Toyota Tundra. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's a Scott. And it's, mar- it's maroon. It's brand new. Oh, very nice. It's yeah. not open. It's, it's very nice. Leather interior, do we know? Uh, can you yeah. tell? You can if you want to in your Might own mind. Need a okay. microscope. And yeah. then for Chelsea, uh, we got a, a vintage Ford Bronco. Oh, oh look at she. He was nice. listening to she, our dream car she segment. She really was. And absolutely. That, is, uh, that yeah. is for her. And Scott, I yeah. didn't really know what to do, but I, I listened to Scott enough to know I. Maybe something where he could go back in time and see where uh, the Fort Shiloh Steakhouse actually was. <laughs> so I got him a, a DeLorean uh, Back to the Future. It's actually oh, equipped man, to tap, travel in oh, time. Oh, look at that. Oh, those and are just the flux uh, capacitor. Yeah. Yes, it has it on the, the Okay, the we will uh, we will post those. We'll post a picture oh. of those. Oh, Ooh, we should race them in the good. hallway later. Yeah, that could. Scott, that could. we'll go back in time if he gets 60 yeah. miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whatever. That'd yeah, be, uh, that'd be uh, fantastic. Thanks, Glenn. Uh, yeah, so uh, what, what you got going on? Oh, we got a bunch of stuff going on. As a matter of fact, the first thing is our, our uh, semi-annual job fair. This is uh, uh, going to be June the 1st, Wednesday coming up. It's a place where we can get our, our, our businesses that are looking for workers and the people that are looking for work together. So, uh, especially if you're looking for work, we want you to bring your resume out to the Brazza Center Wednesday, June 1st. It's from 1 to 4 p.m. Absolutely free to job seekers. Uh, they actually have a group out there that will actually look at your resume, check it, and, 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 and help you enhance it uh, to get the job that you're looking for so come on out to the job fair if you're looking for a job and we still have booths available so 1 to 4 p.m wednesday june the 1st the brazos center for our job fair then on june the 8th it's uh, wednesday it's our softball classic sponsored by salada salad kitchen it's uh, 4 30 to 6 30 it goes every year on bomber field it's a way that we raise money uh, for the 100 club and we recognize our local first responders uh, we want you to come to the uh, event it's ten dollars to get into the softball classic uh, watch the fire versus the police I guarantee there'll be some skin left on Bombers Field. Uh, they take it seriously, guys. And then with that ticket, you can stay in and watch the Bombers play afterwards. So that's June the 8th, our softball classic. Then June the 9th, the very next day of Thursday, it's our next Business After Hours. That's going to be CC Creations. It's their 40th anniversary. Kenny and the gang over there want you to come out 530 to 7. Absolutely free food, drinks, networking with other companies and people around the Brazos Valley. So come out to CC Creations on June the 9th. Then ribbon cuttings. We've got some. We've got one today, Gold Star Barber Studio. It's going to be 4.30 to 5. It's going to be at the William Fitch location. You can go in the chamber if you need any extra information about any of these events. Then we have a ribbon cutting on Thursday visiting Angels Home Health Care 4.30 to 5 uh, on their South Texas, uh, 707 South Texas uh, Avenue location. So we want you to be out there. Then we have a deluxe ribbon cutting and I heard you guys advertising it earlier today. Mm-hmm. It's Wednesday, Natural Bio Health. They're having yeah. a big grand opening, 11.30 to 12.30 on their Tarot Street location. We want to see you guys out there for that. We especially want to thank our Platinum Member Spotlight this week, Merrimont Country Club. And as always, we want to thank uh, Brian Broadcasting and WTAW and the Infomaniacs for what they do to help our chamber. We are so glad to do that. So do you have a pool noodle story? A pool noodle story? Yeah, do you have a pool I've noodle story? i pool stories, noodle stories, but I don't believe I have <laughs> okay, a pool well, noodle story. Well, yeah, the pool noodles are. And oh, we, well, we, we that's the only about, way I can keep from drowning. Well, that's one of the things, you know, we, th- we thought about <laughs> Uh, back when we had to separate from each other, be yeah. six feet apart, mm-hmm. we thought you could put on a belt with pool noodles on it. And you everyone see. could have it. It'd be like bumper cars. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That way you would know exactly how yes. far away you needed to be. But I just didn't. Do you have a friend named Josh by chance? Do you know anybody named Josh who's I, a friend of yours? I know a Josh Gorbett. Uh, yeah, he's at oh, yeah. the local true. media He's person. at the TV station. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, former winner of the uh, Hightower Award. That's exactly right. right. Yeah. Um, so I have a fun pool noodle story. 
story that has to deal with the name Josh, oh. since that was so weird wow. that you brought that up, yeah, Scott. No. I know. Yeah, uh, really. So I think this this actually began last year. A guy from Tucson, Arizona, his name is Josh Swain. He sent out a tweet challenging anyone who shared his name to fight over it with a pool noodle. Now, the tweet took on a life of its own. So Swain turned it into a real event last year at the random coordinates that he included in his original note, which happened to be Lincoln, Nebraska. So a couple hundred people grabbed their pool noodles and headed to the Nebraska park again this weekend to battle over the right to the name of Josh. Uh, several competitors this year donned costumes, including masks and animal suits and football helmets. Uh, but that wasn't enough to dethrone five-year-old Josh Vincent Jr. Yeah. who defended his title as number one Josh. Wow. Now this did turn into a really cool event when they decided that they were also going to use use it to raise money $21,000 for the Children's Hospital and Medical Center in Omaha. There you go. And Josh Sellers Wine Label, I think they pledged yeah, to they match, pledged that, to match that amount with a donation of their own. Right. So oh, really, cool. really cool. But I just think that's such a fun event. And then when I saw that it was a five-year-old who won, I was like, oh, this is this is probably really cute. So, so. If, if you want to take uh, Josh for a day and be up there next May and uh, try to beat a five-year-old in noodle, noodle pool fighting, noodle, pool noodle fighting, yeah. Yeah. however you do that. So does Josh Gorbett have to change his name? I'm, I'm I know, right? I don't it know. Does, there can only be one. He, yeah, there can only be one. Josh <laughs> Vincent Jr. Well, well, I'd yeah. love to see the fight at the Glens. That would be fun. Yeah. Oh, my God. It might be a juggle-off. <laughs> <We can, laughs> oh, and by the way, yes. I just want it to be known publicly that I, uh, everyone now to know, since uh, Jay Sokol is no longer coming in on the race, I am the best juggler that appears on the WTAW. Uh, that is oh, so true. true. It's it. There's I the Glen from the Chamber. Thanks for the time this morning. We visit with the folks from the Chamber on Tuesday. 1620, 94.5 WTAW. So the people at Cheerios... I mean, Cheerios has been around for what, like a hundred years or something like that, mm-hmm. and uh, they're 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 nice, they're good. Um, they they did Honey Nut Cheerios. Yeah, I was gonna say mm-hmm. the Honey Nut really changed the game. And yeah. then they said, let's do everything we can to make this cereal so disgusting that people what? might not eat it. What? Well, okay, first they did the Apple Cheerios, which was just stupid. Okay. All right. I don't remember that. Yeah, well, okay, here we go now. General Mills has two new takes on Cheerios. <sighs> oh, come on, General Mills. Banana Caramel Cheerios. Ooh, yeah, oh. I don't know about the caramel. I could and, have gotten on board with just banana, or like banana nut. And Honey Vanilla oh, Cheerios. Oh, uh, that could be okay. See, I'm banana caramel. I think I'd go, oh. rather go that. Mm. Oh, anyway, so the new, the new. Cherry, I didn't realize the, they had so many products. Okay, so there's the apple, apple cinnamon ones, yeah, which I right. don't think I've ever had those. They do have a chocolate Cheerios, yeah, um, I remember frosted those. Cheerios. Those yeah. I remember. Right. And then right. the multigrain, which were different colors. Oh, yeah, and those that's are like supposed really to, yeah. healthy. Now get this, blueberry Cheerios. Oh man. Uh, and then maple Cheerios. They have those as well. So yeah, several different flavors. Yeah. I saw this one at Target. They've got chocolate and peanut butter Ooh, Cheerios. Yeah, that's like a kind of their take on Reese's I, Puffs. I would totally be down for that. Oh yeah, I mean I love Reese's Puff cereal, which is chocolate peanut butter. Oh, so yeah. yeah. For sure. See, I just didn't grow up with flavored cereal. I just didn't. That's why grow your favorite cereal is grape nuts. I know. That's exactly <laughs> right. I just, I, I don't know. I'm just kind of function breakfast and all that. Yeah. And I get sweets and I understand all that. But man. I mean, I was, well, nev- I was never big on like Lucky Charms yeah. or, or really Captain Crunch.
Crunch for that. Matter. Oh, I, I liked mean, Captain was, Crunch. I mean, it was just one of those deals I really like. But you, honey you nut talk about you know functioning breakfast. Like I'm eating cereal because it's going to be like a treat for me these days, okay. and so I can get on board with I guess some of the more the sweeter ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, it, they got that real quick. Since we were talking pool noodles with Glenn earlier, did you guys hear about the story in Salado? That a family went out to their pool, and when they picked up the pool noodle, a large oh. rattlesnake fell out. No. Nope, didn't hear about and it. Then they realized out of the, fell out of it? Out of the pool noodle. Then they realized later that several baby snakes were still inside. Oh, no. Oh, no. Ooh. So the Salado Fire Department, uh, Volunteer Fire Department, took to Facebook telling people to check their pool noodles. And if you need to, you need to, oh, to tape say, them up or keep them closed or oh. whatever. Yeah, I'm going to have to to send that uh, story to my parents. So before you put your mouth on it and try to blow water on your oh, buddy. Oh, God. Oh, no. So the pool noodle must have been out of the water. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming it was sitting on the there. side of the Most pool. people take their pool toys yeah. out of the yeah, water. True, so, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So it gets and soggy if you And leave if them they in. hadn't been used their pool yet this year, you know, yeah. it could have been there for a while. Yeah, that's probably enough right. time well, to have snake babies. Yeah, enough time to grow a family, that and then they all they're home. Poor, I I know. Now they you know they evicted them without any notice. Call the animal shelter. It's Tuesday, so that means that we get to visit with April Plemons over at Longway Home Adoptables. April, how's it going? It's going great. How are y'all? Oh, we're doing good. Just rocking and rolling on a Tuesday. You know how it is. Um, I know that we did not get to visit last week, so it's been a couple of weeks since we last uh, talked. What has been going on at Longway Home? Yeah, so we're excited to announce that our the first of our free microchipping events happens this weekend. You know, we had talked at the beginning of the year about how in 2022 we're kind of shifting focus a little bit. We're going to continue our full-scale rescue efforts, but we want to make sure that we're creating some community-based programs and, and services that we can provide directly to the community to help the humans that help the animals as well. And so this weekend we're going to have our first uh, event at Pet Supplies Plus from 9 to 11. That's right there in, in Bryan beside Target. Now, it's not just free microchips um, for everyone, regardless of income, regardless of where you come from. If your pet needs a microchip, come to Pet Supplies Plus between 9 and 11 on Saturday, uh, excuse me, on Sunday, and we'll implant one for free and, and register it for free. We're also doing free nail trims. Oh. So if your pet, yeah, so if your pet needs nail trims, Come see us. We'll have the Blinn College Veterinary Technology Program students there doing free nail trims for everyone. Well, those are always big, you know, especially when if yeah. you got hardwood floors or something like that, you don't want yes. your pets clickety-clacking all over the place. So that is <laughs> that is good. I know we love to highlight our pet of the week. So who have we got this week? We do. We, we recently rescued um, a, a couple of litters of kittens, and one of our litters of kittens is, is now ready for adoption. So we've got cute kittens named Cotton Ball, Nobo, and Q-Tip, Q-Tip <laughs> being my favorite. So uh, those are all available for adoption for just $100. It includes um, their spay and neuter as well. Fantastic. And uh, one more time, give us the time and date there for the free microchip and the nail cutting. That's going to be this Sunday from 9 to 11 at Pet Supplies Plus. Free nail trims, free microchips, and uh, if you forget, it'll be on our website, longwayhome.org. There you go. We visit with Longway Home on Tuesdays. About three minutes still. It's uh, the Infomaniacs on a Tuesday. Thanks for being with us. Not every day that Arby's does something groundbreaking. So uh, here we go. They're now adding a burger to their menu. This may not seem groundbreaking after all because Arby's has the meats or whatever. It's the meats. Anyway, uh, this is their first ever burger. Okay. That is surprising. I I mean, I knew they specialize in roast beef. Called the Wagyu Steakhouse Burger. Costs six bucks. 
Uh, for now, it's a limited time item going through the end of uh, July. Is it truly Wagyu? Uh, I mean, I guess it has to be if yeah, that's what they're calling it. They, uh, they said, well, it's a blend of Wagyu yeah. and ground beef. Yeah, so that, just so, yeah, one percent Wagyu. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. exactly. You could do that. Uh, highest quality burger the market has seen yet. What market? Which yeah. market? What market? <laughs> the Arby's market. Frank's market? What? Yeah, yeah well, and exactly. if it's Arby's, it's the only burger, yeah. so that would make sense, too. Sure. Uh, they say that they spent more than two years developing the burger. Okay. Well, excuse me. Okay. They they developed it. It took them two years, and they're only going to sell it for six weeks, eight weeks? Is that? Uh-huh. that, that yeah. Is, yeah, whatever. I will That's say this. Pictures tease, yeah. of it look appetizing. Of course they do, but haven't you seen the guy who's filed the lawsuit against... Uh, Burger King and McDonald's saying that the burgers are not nearly as big as they are in the pictures. Oh. Yeah, that happened last week. So. That's pretty cool. Can you imagine being a fast food photographer? Oh, Your yeah. job is to make these burgers just look so and, much better than right. they are in and, person. And not mush down the way yeah. that they really are in the real world. Well, most of the stuff's fake on it, right? Isn't that what they typically do? Oh, oh like photoshopped? Yeah. Uh, no, not photoshopped. Is it like the ice cream when they put oh, mashed like potatoes or something? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, or I something don't, I don't else. Know. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm it's not like when sure, they bring the dessert tray out to you at a restaurant. Yeah. Have y'all ever, you know what I yeah. mean? Remember they used to have those? Yep. And you would think, oh my gosh, do they just like put dessert out on these trays every single night? And then you realize the plastic, yeah. right? It's yeah, like a plastic uh, piece of chocolate yeah, cake. You can't eat that. Yeah, no. the Green Monster right. does that too, right? They do their the little breakfast foods and all that. No, they grab those. Those bad boys real? out of the case sometimes. Wow, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, so uh, here's a shocker. Uh, this headline in uh, Slate says that the uh, the days of Uber cheap prices are gone. The decade of the cheap Uber ride is oh, over. Uber. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Uh, anyway, mm. Uber has been okay with losing lots of money since it began in 2009 in order to attract and then hook riders. Um, but now they've got investors who say, we want some money out of this yeah. thing. Yeah, right. So the CEO uh, sent out a uh, memo basically indicating that Uber is shifting strategy to make sure it, quote, economically works. Okay. The piece I mean, says yeah. how Uber uh, writes to, uh, they have, uh, they're going to begin figuring out ways to spend, make you spend a little extra because of gas and things mm-hmm. like that. Uber prices between 2018 and 2021, there's a surcharge involved there. Plus cities are now putting a little hickey on top of it. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Because the, tacky, the taxi are. cabs are sure. not happy. They're not happy. There you go. All right. Hey, going to rain. We hope. Fingers crossed because we could use it. We're back tomorrow. Brian Broadcasting Station, WTAW, College Station, Brian. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.